0: Welcome to Community Connect. I'm your host, Roseanne Gutierrez. This is a place where we discuss the benefits of integrating security products using open source software and standards with the goal of fostering a more interoperable security ecosystem. In each episode, we engage in conversations with individuals who are actively contributing to the OCA community, as well as others who are creating, building, and implementing interesting things related to open source security and standards. Now, on to our interview. Our guest today is Mark Mestrangeli. Did I say that right? Yeah. Mark Mestrangeli. All right. Um, He is the Cloud Engagement Director at Palo Alto Networks, and he's also uh, co-chair for our OCA Governing Board. Uh, How are you doing today, Mark?
1: I'm doing great. Thanks, Roseanne.
0: Thank you. Thank you for uh, coming and joining us today. We're going to discuss our, uh, basically, OCA's achievements uh, over the course of 2023 and talk a little bit about uh, what this year holds. To get started, why don't you tell me a little bit about you and uh how you got into tech?
1: Yeah, sure. So, um long story short, I did engineering undergrad. I was an operations research major, so a lot of uh, efficiency, optimization, you know, modeling, algorithms, things like that. I've, I lo- love solving problems. It's it's one of the things that makes me tick. Once a problem is solved, I'm on to the next one and uh you know, kind of have to keep myself busy, but you know just kind of fell into cybersecurity. security was at a job fair at my college when many many years ago now and uh started out as an inside sales engineer did sales engineering for many years and again kind of felt like that was problem solved uh i wanted to be part of the solution and go influence product design and and really you know things that were novel uh so moved into the product organization and and then you know, did that for a little while. And then ultimately, and kind of the origin of the Open Cybersecurity Alliance, I was the lead architect for McAfee's, uh, what we called the Security Innovation Alliance, which was our partner technology program. I was responsible for uh, integration pattern design and building integrations between all the McAfee things, which was a pretty broad portfolio from network IPS to SEM to you know, firewalls when I started to endpoint protection, of course, and web and you name it, right? Years later, we had OpenDXL, which came out of Intel. Uh, So Mac was part of Intel for about six years. And we built an open source implementation of MQTT that evolved to include Kafka and a bunch of other things over time. But I was the lead architect for That program, and that was kind of how we started working really closely with IBM at the time before MACFEE, you know, uh, sadly kind of let OpenDXL die. Uh, They didn't maintain it. We had a lot of new technical leadership that didn't really understand that kind of open source, open interoperability philosophy uh, that Intel did. But nonetheless, it it led to the formation of the Open Cybersecurity Alliance, you know, working with IBM to say, you know, let's not just build our own technology ecosystems of, you know, McAfee and a bunch of partners, IBM and a bunch of partners. Let's build an ecosystem of ecosystems and try and drive interoperability with standards, you know, leveraging OASIS as a governing body to do more and do more as a community and a broader ecosystem of organizations that have the same philosophy. So um, that was kind of how I got into tech and, and fast forward a little bit after Mac fee in hindsight, maybe I stuck around too long, but it's led me to where I am today. Uh, went on a startup adventure for a couple of years after that. And uh, that didn't work out like so many, but uh, it was a great learning experience and, and then joined Palo Alto Last May, uh, as a cloud engagement director. So basically, what I'm doing now, I overlay all of our strategic's customers. As you know, outside the sales organization, I get to just be a consultant, kind of a field CTO role, if you will. Um, I get to go help them on their cloud security journeys. You know, guide them, help them be successful, and uh, understand kind of the the landscape and what's out there and what things they should be considering. And of course, we have tons of people that do the product side of that, you know, what I'm really passionate about now in my current role is, you know, kind of the people side of the challenge, right. you know, DevOps was uh, a cultural revolution more than anything, I think in getting different teams that used to be disparate to work together. And now DevSecOps includes that, you know, my favorite and definition. Everything else. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's uh, Patrick Dubois, I think has the best definition of what DevOps or DevSecOps is. And it's, it's everything you do to remove the efficiency created by silos and um, (laughs) all the rest is just engineering, right? So it's, it's really fun. It's always different. Every organization has their own unique challenges and, you know, cloud's one of those things. There's not just one reference architecture. It's, it's just every permutation of things that you could possibly come up with. And um, so it's really fun. You know, I think it's new. It's, it's uh, maturing space. So that's what I'm nice. doing today, but still All really right. passionate about the OCA and I've been honored so to, you know, be the coach. That's a perfect lead-in. Yeah.
0: Uh, give me your, your <laughs> elevator pitch on the OCA.
1: You know, so I think our marketing elevator pitch is, you know, we want to build an ecosystem of ecosystems. We want to develop tooling, code, projects, and things that Increase the value of existing tools that help organizations stitch together things that they already own. And if you take that as far as it can go, our goal as OCA is to really develop reference architecture for, you know, any organization that wants to do as much with open source and standards as possible. I think somebody in marketing could put that more succinctly, but you know, I think that's our goal is to take all of these, all of the great work that's out there. There's a whole bunch of disparate standards that exist, you know, whether it's a, a schema for some logging format, there's, you know, STIX is a great example of something that, you know, gives us a great standard schema by which we can communicate and share information. Uh, how do we take that forward? And and how do we continue to evolve those things? And how do we stitch these things together so that they're more interoperable? So that's really, but, you know, been our, been our mission.
0: Why is SCA important to you?
1: I believe deeply, you know, I think part of it is growing up at Macfee. Macfee had this open philosophy. Our central management console, EPO, ePolicy Orchestrator was very open. We had great SDKs where really anybody could build an extension to that management platform and manage their things. We had customers managing Symantec through ePolicy Orchestrator back in the day. Mm -hmm. And then OpenDXL and uh i love systems design that was a lot of what i did in undergrad i love complexity and, and trying to control that complexity so i think there's a ton of that in cybersecurity. and cybersecurity is for the sure. ultimate team sport like literally we all acknowledge that no one can do this alone there's never going to be a single vendor solution to cover everything and so i i really believe philosophically that the right thing to do for organizations and and to combat the adversaries that are out there uh, is to work together. And so sometimes that means, you know, I work for a big vendor, you know, Palo arguably is one of the largest dedicated cybersecurity companies on the planet these days. And, you know, we do a lot of things that are proprietary, but ultimately, like we have to interoperate, we have to share data, you know, with all of these other tools, that is a constant challenge for organizations. I mean, every organization I talk to, they've got, You know, 25 to 35 or more, you know, different cybersecurity solutions. They're struggling with data um, and they spend an inordinate amount of time just managing the technology versus, you know, I think doing security. You know, we know that there's a talent shortage, et cetera. And so I think it's the right thing to do. Like that's why I'm passionate about it. That's why I've, you know, stayed involved, even though, you know, today it's not directly related to my day job. I think it's a worthy mission.
0: Yeah. Agree. Yeah, totally. That's why I'm here too. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah.
0: All right, so what about this past year for 2023, what what highlights <clears throat> did we have for OCA?
1: Two new projects that uh came to fruition in 2023. One is the OXA, so the Open XDR architecture. Um and, you know, who knows, we might rename that at some point because I think XDR is a overused uh, term. But the goal of that project is to take all of these different open source projects and really put it all on the table. You know, it's kind of Apollo 13. We've got all of these different pieces. How do we build this thing out of it and identify the gaps, identify the glue in between these pieces so that we can develop that uh, and then provide that out to the community so that they can, you know, more effectively stitch these things together. We at OCA are never going to be the ones that have all of the projects, all of the standards inside and under our umbrella. You know, so we we want to build the glue and and really help drive these things forward so that it's it's more consumable. I think that's a really great project that's really just getting started. Our indicator of behavior project, which is really an extension, leveraging, you know, sticks 2.1 extension, 2.X extension capabilities, Uh, the indicators of behavior seek to really advance what can be understood about uh, an adversary, you know, an indicator of compromise, arguably like it's too late, right? It's important. We need to continue to do those things uh, and identify those things. But if we can identify earlier you know, in the kill chain, if you will, a behavior that is potentially malicious. And so uh, our great friends at Johns Hopkins uh, University and the Advanced Propulsion Laboratory, where they have a cybersecurity research group led by Charlie Frick, uh, they've been doing phenomenal work. And the indicator behavior extension is pretty well baked. Not that anything's ever perfect, but I think that's a project that is consumable and and should be taken a look at. And then just in December, we had a great project contributed by some of our friends at the University of Oslo, Vasilios, and I won't uh, butcher his last name, but uh, Vasilios is a a brilliant cybersecurity researcher. Um, He's done a lot in the sticks community, the cacao community and others. And uh, they have launched basically a Cacao playbook editor. Uh, that project is going to be called the Cacao Roaster. Uh, that's a new project under the Open Cybersecurity Alliance that I'm really excited about. That is, you know, I think something that can very tangibly help organizations start to leverage Cacao playbooks and, and use them more easily. A lot, you know, easier uh, onboarding ramp than if you're just right. having to do that in code. Uh, to have a visual editor that you can kind of play around with those things. Trying to think. I, I think still, you know, just uh, the the stick shifter project is still very much active. We've got a whole bunch more adapters and, and things that uh, stick shifters now are operable with. That's a great project. And Kestrel, of course, from IBM, Rosane, you know these two very well. Those are great projects that continue to kind of underpin and, and really where OCA started with those things. So I'm excited for that. You know, those things have been going well. We had a great, what is it, uh, Beyond Cyber, our annual cybersecurity conference in London that was really well attended. Some really great people that are involved in policy, um, especially in EU, given that we were in London. Uh, We had people from a bunch of different organizations that are affecting policy with regard to AI, with regard to privacy that attended. and, And there's some things that are kind of in the works as we continue to follow up with those people and we'll see where those things go but yeah i think it was a great year yeah that's a lot a lot the, of stuff going yeah. on yeah. And yeah with all things standards you know like it, it's an uphill battle like we are <laughs> you know my organization that i'm working for today is a perfect example and just pick on them a little bit like you know trying to get a vendor like palo alto to, to do things in the open is a challenge you know there's it's a lot harder you know, there's a lot more cost involved for an organization, for a vendor to work with things that they can't directly control. And that gives, you know, uh, timelines and dependencies that, you know, people are afraid of, you know, so I think that's one of our challenge and standards and things. But, you know, we're still on this mission and, um, you know, going to continue. So looking forward to 2024. I'm really excited, I think. Such a Um, segue. Yeah, what do we got going on in
0: 2024?
1: You know, so I think the big theme this year for us, you know, we're going to continue working on all these projects. A lot of those things are kind of working in parallel and are independent to some extent. I mentioned the OXA project earlier, that's going to be a project to start to bring all of these things together into a reference architecture. Uh, But there are a whole bunch of things that we work with outside Mm -hmm. of the OCA. Uh, OCSF is a great example or MITRE SAF, uh, Mm -hmm. the security automation framework. Um, So, you know, SAF uses a database called Heimdall. That is an OASIS uh, working group and project that owns the governance of that project. You know, I think the theme for OCA and something we've been talking a lot about in the governing board is how do we do a better job bringing these other communities together uh, and and just broadening you know the umbrella of OCA. We want to bring right. the OCSF community in. We want to work more closely with MITRE. We want to work. More closely with the, the group and uh DHS that is, you know, responsible and really driving the Vex format for indicators of behavior and, and course of action. VEX is super yeah. interesting, I think. And you know, there's a lot of opportunity for us to broaden our community and again, be an ecosystem of ecosystems where you know this group's doing great work. How can we help you? How does this work with these other things? And and building more consumable reference architectures that the community can use to protect themselves.
0: Nice, yeah, because because it is right. It's about visibility. So the more reach that we have, and the more visible that we are, and we know what's out there, um, the easier it is to be interoperable, right? To, yeah. to work with people and, and and figure out what what can make us all better.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And again, like we can't do this alone. Like it's never just one of these projects that's going to solve everything. So especially in standards, you know, it's often like a really low level piece of technology uh, or code or a tool. You know, how do we bring these things together so that it's more comprehensive solution? Right.
0: Thank you so much. I really appreciate you letting me ask you all these questions. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Community Connect. Security is a collaborative effort, and your involvement, big or small, has the power to make a real impact. Be sure to check out the OCA website and connect with us on our social media channels. See you in the next episode.